You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Group, where I plan produce and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. Now, we talk a lot about growth here at Mobile Presence, as we should. It is the focus. It is the North Star metric. It's the meaning of life. If you're an app marketer, it's what you pursue. But you also have to look beyond that and increasingly at other metrics. You have to know what to measure. We're talking a lot in the industry, for, as a matter of fact, saying that, okay, if this is the goal, then rather than measure just if that goal has been, you know, if that conversion is achieved or not, maybe look at the sub-steps that lead up to that goal and start focusing on the metrics around those so that you're just clearing a path to that conversion. And to talk about metrics, but also what you need to do to understand how to use them, you know, effectively in your app business, in your marketing business. We have today Christian Eckhart. He is CEO and co-founder of Customlytics. Christian, great to have you here and above all, uh, late this evening. So, uh, you know, you must be uh, quite, a, quite a lot of work there in your office in Berlin, but great to have you. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Um, pleasure to be here tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Christian, I have to say full full disclosure, um, I have you here for a reason because I met you at a recent event and I thought, well, I've known you before as well, but I thought, no, this is the time we have to have you on a podcast um, because uh, we were talking about precisely this during the session. You know, it was about uh, cutting edge retention metrics, you know, what you need to measure, how you need to approach this, what are the frameworks? Um, but you do a lot more than that at Customlytics. So why don't we kick off with just understanding this company that you've built. Absolutely. Um, so I've started Custometics together with um, Raul, who's my co-founder in 2016. Um, and in a nutshell, what we do is we help apps being successful in today's increasingly competitive mobile landscape. 
Um, so practically, we provide consulting, but also hands-on support for all topics around mobile marketing on a rather technical level, I would say. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are deeply into stuff like tracking, attribution, but also CRM, general marketing topics, strategy, obviously, apps optimization, and all topics that are kind of related to mobile apps or like successful mobile apps, to put it like this. Um, we don't specialize in any particular vertical. We work with a lot of different apps um, from small to big and in all uh, different uh, verticals. So that's kind of exciting to see. Um, and before the company, we already knew each other from our previous uh, job at Delivery Hero, which is where we kind of both started our careers. Um, and yeah, Delivery Hero, I guess probably uh, most people are aware, is an online uh, food delivery platform or marketplace um, located here in Berlin, and we started there in 2013, um, so quite quite early on. Um, and yeah, we were kind of the first mobile guys, uh, in especially in the marketing field. Um, and yeah, we started out, or uh, in particular me, I started out in the performance marketing department, and uh, I did campaign management for the apps. Um, and I think the way that, that I always put it is that we um, had a lot of money and not a lot of data back then. <laughs> I um, like that when you said that. That that was exactly the case. I mean, you've been an app marketer. Um, what was the situation then? You know, it was a little bit like being in a in a casino, wasn't it? Uh, kind of. Um, we were brief, like the task was pretty simple. We were briefed with, uh, okay, guys, here's your marketing budget. Um, now go out, spend it, and generate you know installs or users uh, more so for the the German brands. That was the um, that was the initial brief we got. Um, and yeah, so we went out and did that. Um, and it was the usual story, you know, if you're in marketing and you get a, you get a budget, then you better be spending it because otherwise you get into trouble at some point as well. Um, so we were spending this kind of every month and, um, very quickly you realized that the way we did it was just super inefficient. And the main reason for that was just, uh, you know, um, complete lack of proper data to work with. That was kind of the, the story. Um, we had nothing to optimize on really. The only figures we, we had were the amount of installs that were coming from a given source. So we knew that, you know, maybe 5,000 users came from Facebook and then a couple of thousands from here and there, but we had no clue what they were doing inside of the app. Um, and that was the biggest issue. That was kind of um, the biggest problem that was preventing us from any optimization efforts whatsoever. Um, and that was the reason, um, it's kind of interesting to, to think back to that time, that was already the reason why we've developed in this more like infrastructure slash tech uh, area of mobile marketing, because we were like, okay, what can we do to improve this? Um, so the first thing we did was to set up a proper tracking instead of the apps. Um, and that kind of starts with, you know, first of all, thinking about what are the metrics and KPIs you want to track, um, comparing the different tools in the market that you know offer tracking for apps, um, going to your product managers or developers, telling them, all right, guys, I need something for marketing, um, <laughs> which, which typically yields uh, um, the result that they say, yeah, maybe next year. Um, <laughs> and yeah, basically going through, going through all the steps there until we really had a proper like uh, tracking setup to work with. Well, I like the fact that you're so hands-on and, and above all, because you've seen it from both sides, you know, 
you have the position at Customlytics, which I think is enviable because you know the market and you can offer a lot of thought leadership around that. And you will be doing that soon. You'll, you know, you'll be talking more and more out there in the industry. So listeners, you should watch for that. You know, what you need to do to choose a tracking solution. How do you choose? Uh, how do you work with a media agency? What are some of the other um, uh, areas you're going to be offering some advice on, Christian? Um it's basically, um, I know it's a bit of an overused word, but we have a, we try to have a holistic view on things. Um, mm -hmm. So that also means actually very, not very often, but quite often that also means saying no to, you know, IDs that come up from, from client side or like suggestions they have. Um, and because we know all the areas around mobile marketing, um, this is, I guess, this is a bit our USP. Mm -hmm. um, so other kind of areas we help with is everything on the retention side. Um, so getting those installs is, is great. And yes, you need a strategy with, you know, um, your media channels and the mix of Facebook installs and what else you're buying from. Um, but, you know, getting those installs is just the first step, really. Um, and this is a bit of a um, realization that I'm not even sure if everybody, every marketer has had it yet. Um, but the install is, you know, it's just the first step. It's not the final goal. Um, there it actually only starts and then you have to think about retention because retention, you know, starts with the first app open. Um, so you got to make up your mind about onboarding. How do you kind of, um, in a, in a very tailored and personalized way, how do you, how do you speak to your um, customer? How do you, you know, make the whole onboarding process smooth for him? And then later on in the life cycle, how, you know, which kind of messaging or which kind of communication with the brand does the user expect? So, 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 so at a high level, Christian, and we'll get a little bit deeper into this in the next section of the program, but at a high level, how would you describe the components of, so to speak, the retention stack? We know about the growth stack. We've seen that one. And that was all about getting people in the door. That was acquisition, very focused, upper funnel. Is Are there some component parts that are essential to retention? Yeah, I think um, the, the biggest part that applies to um, all the different, um, the different, like there are different um, stages in the life cycle of a user. I think that's mm -hmm. common sense. Um, but one rule applies to all of them when you talk about retention, um, and that is it. It must not feel like marketing for the user. For the user, it has to feel like you know just a great product experience, and that is, I think, that is the one major thing to keep in mind. Um, when you, you know, uh, and we, we all know that, like, at least I know, because I'm into apps, <laughs> we all know this uh, push notifications you get with, you know, hey, uh, it's Sunday again, why don't you order some pizza from Delivery Hero? Um, this stuff is like, this is not what you should do anymore. Um, yeah. Well, we should have never done it in the first place. <laughs> um, so I think this is, this is probably, this is the major thing. Um, and then, yes, once you kind of move along and you get more sophisticated with your retention efforts, then you come up with models. I think the, probably one of the biggest, uh, like the most popular one is probably around the, this whole RFM, recency frequency monetization um, model, where you, you know, create something like baskets where every user falls into a specific basket and then you go there and say, okay, I have this, I don't know, eight different baskets of um, super loyal users, um, know about to leave or at risk to leave and then you know a bunch of more baskets um, and then you go there and make up your mind okay what is the right messaging or communication that I want to put towards this user to kind of have them reaching some goal that I you know typically make up um, or that I want them to achieve 
Um, and I think this is, you know, as you get more sophisticated, this is probably um, the, the, the um, an important component to this. Absolutely. I mean, we'll be talking more about retention. We'll be talking more about metrics and why it's dangerous to get them wrong and how we can get them right, hopefully with your help and insights, Christian. But don't go away, listeners. We have to go for break, so we'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove and my guest today, Christian Eckhart. He is CEO and co-founder of Customlytics. Christian, before the break, we were talking about, you know, how we moved in mindset to think about retention. And we are thinking about it. We lack maybe the models to really 
fully understand it and fully map it out, but we're getting our head around the customer journey. I wanted to pick up with, um, you know, what defines that customer journey? What do we need to measure? It's always going to depend, but have we or have you at Customlytics sort of focused on a couple of key metrics that are going to get me to understand, um, you know, how to engage my users, but also to figure out when they're not engaging and what I need to do? Absolutely. Um, so I think the, um, the shorter answer to that is that in most businesses, there are one or very few, um, you know, top metrics in terms of this is the actual goal of the business. Um, very often there is some, you know, uh, financial value attached to it. Um, so this is the case for almost all businesses. There are one, two or three kind of, you know, um, master metrics that you want to um, focus on. But when you go from the top down, there are much more metrics that lead to this or that, that pay pay towards that or lead towards that master metrics. Uh, let's call them like this. Um, and that is basically stuff that happens in the user funnel. Um, so it's very important for any kind of optimization, but also for, re for retention stuff um, that you track and kind of map out all of those steps that can happen in the user journey. Um, because they will just help you with everything. Um, when you think about the, um, the media campaign side of things, this will help you immensely with optimizing your traffic because if you think about Delivery Hero again and um, that master metric obviously being, you know, that person ordering food or like ordering a pizza on Sunday night, there are much more steps towards that. There is stuff like, you know, added the pizza to the basket, look for a restaurant nearby. And you need all of those different kind of user events to be tracked in order to judge on the quality of the traffic. Like if you are, as we were, spending a lot of money, buying a lot of installs, then you want to know very early whether a source of installs is, you know, generating high quality users or not. And if you have to wait until that order event, you spend a lot more money or you waste a lot more money um, figuring out whether this is quality, quality users or not. Um, and if we go back to the retention side, there, it's more about using those, typically the, the exact same events to map out all your campaigns nicely. Um, so yes, we are strong, strong believers in kind of defining this upfront, even before this whole decisions about tools and how and the technology side, you know, without strategy, you can, like, technology won't help you. Absolutely. And, and that's what you're doing for many of your clients. You know, you're helping them understand the events because if you know what to look at and you know what to measure, you have to understand what is really key, what are key activities in your app. With that in mind, you know, you brought up that, that point and I was almost smiling here because it was about having high value users, quality users, quality audiences. Um, great. That's the side. That's what you get if there was no ad fraud. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about the quality of your audience because it would be a one all the way. But of course, mobile ad fraud is a big problem. You know, yeah. huge reading about it every day. I'm working on an article right now for Forbes. I'll have about bot fraud. You know, if it wasn't bad enough to have mobile ad fraud, now we got bot fraud, <laughs> human fraud, non-human fraud. Um, huge problem. But you're looking at it from a different perspective because you're looking at it as a business problem, not just a fact of life. What are you telling your clients about mobile ad fraud, how to watch it, maybe how to prevent it, or at least uh, think of a way? Because you'll never really stop it. They'll always get yeah. smarter. That's clear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so mobile ad fraud, just as you said, is, is a huge topic. Um, there are yeah, billions and billions lost every year in, in marketing dollars. 
um, through that and without going into too much detail about all the different types of frauds. Yes, that's interesting, especially for nerds like us. But, um, you know, one thing that all the, the fraud types have in common is that advertisers lose money um, on a significant scale. And yes, this is a, a hugely popular topic with, with clients of ours that do paid marketing. Um, because if, you know, if, if you basically do any kind of online marketing, you will always have that, um, that uh, danger of running into mobile ad fraud. And it's also, um, there's no way, there's no waterproof way of completely avoiding it. Um, our approach to this is to reduce it to a level that is acceptable. Um, and that again happens primarily via good data. Um, to give you an example, um, maybe we go back to Delivery Hero and um, I'm, you know, buying all those nice installs without tracking the events of knowing them that, you know, that, that none of the 5,000 installs have ordered a pizza at least once. Um, there's no way for me telling that there might be something off of the traffic. Um, so data, again, is key to, you know, tackling this problem. This is also what you see when you talk to all the attribution providers like Adjust and AppsFlyer. Um, they all try to combat this problem with data. Um, and the part that we find particularly interesting, besides from the data that is you know, obviously for us also interesting, and we also uh, work with clients on that, is to understand why this problem is so big. And actually, outside of the, or like besides the actual owner of the business that runs the advertising and loses the marketing money, nobody really has a motivation of kind of, um, completely getting rid of ad fraud. Um, so, and here's why. The, the... I, was, I was just going to say, that that is the kernel problem there, yeah. Christian. So so what is a marketer to do? I mean, there is we are not incentivized, or they are not incentivized yeah. to really stop it. That's the that's the fun part. Um, <laughs> so in, in, in reality, nobody is really incentivized to kind of um, to, to prevent it from happening other than the business owner, who sadly is typically the person that is, you know, super far away from all the, the paid marketing campaigns and only sees the figures from a from a top level. Um, so if we quickly jump through all the, you know, all the, the, the human beings involved in the, the value chain there, um, you have the, the marketing manager that runs the campaigns. Um, and he buys, like, he, he's, he's that guy that I was in Delivery Hero 2013. Um, he runs the campaigns. He has to show, after defining some metrics and KPIs, good performance of his campaigns. And fraud, this is how it's done, basically. Typically, fraud traffic typically has, on paper, if you look at the KPIs, a great performance because it's mm. either organic traffic that is claimed or just you know um, stuff that where the, the the figures are made up completely. So in most cases, fraud traffic looks super great on paper. Um, if he cuts out the fraud, tra if he would cut out all the fraud traffic, what would happen is that his figures, his performance numbers go down. And then you know I know more than one company where the performance of the marketing campaigns is somewhat tied to even the salary of the the marketing manager. So this is mm -hmm. like this is the first problem. Um, next up in the value chain, we have someone like the, the head of marketing or CMO, same story there. Performance goes down, he has to justify the existence of his entire department to the CEO, basically. Um, and the other thing that happens when you cut out um, fraud traffic, as you know, the, the name implies, is that the overall amount of traffic gets less because you, you, know, you can only then buy from less sources and the stuff you buy will look worse. So motivation for the CMO to cut out fraud, mm, not so much. 
Um, then we got a CEO, and if he's not the owner of the business because it's you know some VC business, and he only has to prove to the investors, same story there. He wants okay. the numbers to look good. That's the story. Um, so that's the that's the whole advertiser side. Um, and then on the other side, you got the agencies who have kind of the same problem. Um, they are selling installs, and very often they're still on a CPI or something model, so cost per install. Um, what happens for them if they cut out fraud is that the cost per install goes up because you know the fraud installs are like made up by some bots and they are cheap. Um, if they cut them out, then the CPIs go up. Performance on paper gets worse. So no real incentive on the on the agency side. Um, and then yeah, I think that that's already kind of the end the end of the chain. <laughs> But it is a real problem. I love the fact that you're being candid, Christian, because I mean, I hear this, I hear this, you know, off the record sometimes over over coffee at events where people are talking about like the real, you know, the, hor the, the horrible truth, the hard truth about it. But on the other hand, you've got people, you know, over at P&G, we've got uh, Pritchard over there saying, hey, we have to do something about this. We have the ANA standing up um, in America saying we have to do something about this. What are you able to do for your clients when it comes to this, Christian? So um, we um, try to combat this problem, I think, um, yeah, as, as I said, um, in the same way that, that all the, the tracking providers basically do it, by running analysis on the data, um, by making sure that we collect a lot of data or like the right data. Um, and then we try, like in the end, it comes down to us trying to spot kind of traffic that just looks a bit weird or like anomalies in the data. That's, I think, in the end, that's what we do. So we run analysis, we look at, you know, how much time was there between click and install. If that's, you know, artificially short or like super long, then there might be something wrong. Um, where the, there's, oh, there's also easy stuff. It's not always that complicated. There's also easy stuff like, um, you know, the insults are coming from whatever weird country all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. um, a funny story I had that with, um, and that leads us back to this whole motivation being broken topic. Um, I had this with one particular source, also at Delivery Hero. Um, okay, I was buying traffic from an ad network that I'm not going to mention now. Um, and in the beginning, everything looked, looked fine. That was also already at the stage where we had proper data. So, you know, I would have noticed. Um, and everything was fine in the beginning. And um, I think after probably something like four or five months of the campaign running and looking good, um, suddenly some of the insoles, and that was for the German market, some of the insoles were not coming from Germany anymore. Um, and we had an increasing amount of insoles coming from Vietnam. Um, and that, that, the way that this amount kind of increased over time, especially with the given timing, you know, of that happening, not at the beginning of the campaign, but after like four or five months and you're not paying that much of attention anymore, was like I was pretty sure that this was you know staged, um, and that there was just like the the network you know being like okay he's not paying attention anymore let's let's add in some some insults from Vietnam here and there see if he <laughs> noticed ah he didn't notice well then let's increase um, so there was a there was a funny story until a point where I think um, I had this one like when I when I noticed that was obviously shocking and then I had this one um, this one analysis where I had like a, this map and then Vietnam was like blowing up. Same as <laughs> Germany, almost uh, with like I don't know twenty, thirty percent of the insults coming from there. Um, so yeah, this is this is how it goes. Um, obviously, the, the kind of we claim the money and and everything, but still, um, that is yeah. Um. <laughs> definitely, definitely a red 
flag there. Well, Christian, we do have to go to break, but don't go away, listeners. We're going to be talking more about the data you need to know and watch, the metrics you need to know and watch, and how to avoid disaster. Lots of reasons to come back, so do do that after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. We're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And my guest today, of course, Christian Eckhart, CEO, co-founder, Customlytics. Christian, we've been talking a lot about the metrics. We've been talking about mobile fraud. We've been talking about all the things you need to watch. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the data. You know, it comes down to the idea that you have to have, basically, whether you want to or not, you have to have control of your data. That might mean setting up your own data warehouse, which sounds like a chore. What are you telling your customers and what are you helping them do? Absolutely. Um, so I think um, what we tell our customers is that it's it's probably not as terrible as they think. Um, it's not easy. Yeah, um, that's obviously what I have to say. <laughs> um, but the, the thing is that um, it's just, it's important with the this whole question of data warehousing, it's important to have something like a picture perfect setup in mind that you want mm-hmm. to reach at some point in the future 
but that doesn't mean that you have to build this you know from the get-go and then work on it for like three years and then launch it um there are actually you know evolution steps in between that you can take um in a nutshell how it you know always works is that um we we recommend clients when when you talk about the mobile marketing tech stack um we recommend clients to go with the best of breed tool solution for whatever they want to do so um we recommend them to go with the you know for their requirements for the best mobile attribution tool the best mobile crm tool for their needs um maybe if they want to do some fancy stuff the best deep linking tool for their needs um and then set them up um and then basically export the raw data from all those tools into a database basically but that's already the, the data warehouse if you want to call it like this um typically hosted on some cloud structure um, most of our stuff is on google but rvs is also fine um and then once it gets to that um stage there has some you know some processing has to happen don't want to go into too much detail there for the sake of time um and once the data is processed normalized and ideally also um stitched in a way that you have one user identifier that is kind of the same in all the different tools so that you can go there and nicely map the the data sets from the different tools for one user together um that you have to make sure during the integration um but once that is done and the data is normalized and processed there then you put some kind of visualization on top um tools that we like to uh, use a lot um are tableau uh, i think that's probably like the the industry standard um looker which, which is like a bit the, the new kit on the block but also kind of expensive at times um or google data studio which is completely free um but also has um a bit of performance problems when you get more uh, data in um, and then basically build the visualizations in there um and there you go that's kind it, of it almost sounds it almost sounds simple christian although <laughs> it is it can be complicated but you know you have the point i guess the i guess it comes down to understanding also best of breed tools and that's yeah. again where you're coming in because that's information knowledge that you're sharing freely which i think is just you know excellent for the industry you know giving advice and saying okay this is what you need you know this is these are the tools you named a couple could you name a just as a last thought could you name a couple more that sort of come into your your circle of being you know ones that marketers can consider or should consider some of the some of the names the short list as it were um absolutely um so i think very early on it goes back to the history of custom analytics very early on um we decided to not build yet another tool because we think that the tools that we have to like the technology that we have today is actually super awesome um already it's more you know making proper use of the tools um so going back to your question in the attribution space um i think there like you know it it comes down to four big players that being adjust appsflyer um branch and kochava um mm-hmm. this is the most common ones this is basically the ones that use of clients most of the time um in the crm space um it feels like they are on the retention space it feels like they are much more tools around um but in the end it also probably comes down to like a handful of tools that we 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 tend to keep using with clients depending on their requirements um to also uh, name them that would be um, brace lean plum um two us players um more engage and clevertap from uh, india very interesting very interesting entrance to the market um super um super interesting to see how they kind of develop from a different 
um, different, you know, end of the market versus the established US players. Um, but those would probably be like the four um, most common ones that use in the retention space. Um, for deep linking, we always uh, tend to say that you don't need a, a dedicated tool um, if you are not into some like super sophisticated, crazy use cases. If that is the case, then branch is what we would um, what we would always use. Um, and other than that, I think that's um, that's already pretty much it. Um, then it's more about connecting and using the tools, really. And that word connecting, that's perfect. A perfect segue, Christian, because, you know, you have such a wealth of knowledge, information, experience. I'm sure our listeners will want to stay in touch with you, you know, find out more about Customlytics. I mean, granted, you know, you're, you're based in Europe, but uh, um, questions are universal. Uh, you might not, you know, fly over to, uh, well, maybe you could, it'd be kind of be fun, you know, fly over to San Francisco and do some work there consulting. But nonetheless, I would imagine you have global appeal. Um, how would they stay up in stay rather in touch with you? Um, you also have some projects in the works that are very exciting. Tell me how we would keep up to date. Yeah. Um, so first of all, and also thanks to the internet, uh, globally available um, is... <laughs> Yes. Um, our website is so if you just go to customlytics.com, um, they can read actually quite a lot about all the topics that I was mentioning and many, many more um, today. Um, we also got a couple of concepts or like, yeah, I wouldn't call them frameworks, more like concepts that we use. Um, we actually have this um, mobile marketing tech stack also on the website where you can go there and see how the tools like interact and what we think is a, is a nice uh, tech setup. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, then for everybody uh, that can um, manage to get to Berlin uh, next week or is located in Berlin, um, we are throwing an awesome event on data actually happening next week here in Berlin. Um, it's called a Mobile Education Day. Um, you will find it on Google or if you just browse there, it's mobile-education-day.com. Um, and we do it with Adjust and Greenplum, so one attribution tool and one CRM tool. Um, and it's all about data. Um, our session will be uh, named the DIY Data Warehouse. And <laughs> it will basically be a one-hour session where we hands-on go through all the steps that I mentioned and end up with like a mini, mini version of a fully functional data warehouse that stores your marketing data. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Um, make sure to check that as well. Um, other than that, we have a blog that's on the website um, where... Um, our uh, communications and content uh, lady Linda is kind of uh, busy writing nice articles about uh, different things that we kind of uh, work on. And um, last but not least, we are actually working on a, a first little book. Um, maybe some of the, um, the listeners know the um, mobile developer Guide to the Galaxy, I think is the, is the full name. Um, it's like a small book. I, I know it. I know it well. I have several of them on my on my shelf. It was one of those first. It was just like this pocket size, everything you need to know guide. Absolutely cool. And and you're going to have uh, uh, some contributions, some sections in there. And and we'll have that actually, Christian, in the show notes. And I'll be sharing that later. And I'd love to have you back, maybe um, you know, quite often to share some of your uh, insights. But in the meantime, we do have to wrap it up. But listeners. 
Now you know where to find Christian, and you'll find him here again in the future. We will have him back. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me. Peggy at MobileGroove. MobileGroove.com is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing at Marketing Services. And that, my friends, is a wrap of yet another episode of Mobile Presence. You can, of course, find out more and earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm. Or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.